1: So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Welcome back to Living Better in San Diego. I'm Vicki Pepper. The Prevent Drowning Foundation of San Diego helps local school children learn to swim in partnership with local cities and school districts by funding, coordinating, and promoting learn-to-swim programs at local pools. On the line to discuss the importance of learning to swim is Nicole McNeil, president of the Prevent Drowning Foundation of San Diego, and Yosina Lisbeck, a mom who almost lost a child to drowning. Thank you for joining me.
0: Thank you. Happy to be here. Looking forward to it.
2: Yosina, let's start with you. Why did you get involved in drowning prevention efforts?
0: 20 years ago this May, my daughter was involved in a non-fatal drowning while she was at daycare with a plastic kiddie pool. Luckily for us, she survived, but it changed everything for me, and I started looking into how could I help other families not have to go through something like this. And so I joined Safe Kids and Rady Children's Hospital and started working towards drowning prevention activities.
2: I feel a little weird asking you this to recount what was probably the worst day of your life, but can you share your story with us?
0: Sure, of course. When my daughter was 14 months old and she was in daycare, it was a beautiful May San Diego day, nice and warm. The daycare provider had put out a plastic kiddie pool for the kids to play in you know, a foot and a half of water in this thing. It it was not much. And the daycare provider was outside and she was supervising the kids and she had turned her back to the kiddie pool and had been watching the kids on the swings. Um, At that same time, my daughter who was crawling, uh, being 14 months old was also pulling herself up on things, um, had crawled over to the kiddie pool. And unfortunately she dunked her head into the water and ended up going a, a frame against the side toddlers have heavy heads, and so they can't pull themselves back up. And so she basically breathed in all that water and, you know, drowned herself, suffocated herself. When the daycare provider turned back around, she saw my daughter, and thank goodness she knew how to do CPR with rescue breathing because she started that immediately. Uh, And she called 911. My daughter was unconscious. She wasn't breathing. She was turning blue. The paramedics were in the vicinity, which is also another blessing, and were able to act very quickly in getting to her. They got her. They got her to Rady's Children very quickly. And luckily there, they were able to provide, you know, life saving efforts, and she survived. I walked into Rady's Children Hospital. She was in the ICU. They had sedated her. She had breathing tubes. It was the worst thing and something that I will never, ever forget seeing. But luckily for us, she spent four days there and uh, came out of it okay.
2: I'm so glad you started the interview by telling us that there is a happy ending to this story. Uh, How was your family impacted by this event, though?
0: Well, obviously, when there's an accident of this magnitude in your family, it sends uh, waves through it. So, I mean, the initial accident, of course, was extremely traumatic. There were detectives. There were investigators. Even for such an accident like this, that all has to come with it. There later was a trial, which was also very devastating to all of us because the daycare provider had actually saved her life by starting the CPR and doing the rescue breaths and reacting as she had done. But unfortunately, because the law allowed her to have this kiddie pool... It created a negligent situation, which caused the accident. So that was, that severely impacted us. So I started to work towards legislation to try to change some of those things. And that's where we got really involved with drowning prevention and trying to get the word out to families and lawmakers about, you know, how we can keep our kids safe. So then that's just been happening for the last 20 years where we've been able to get more and more laws passed to help regulate and safeguard our children. And of course, they get the word out. And interviews like this help great. Right? You know, they're wonderful to get the word out on what we can all do to help our children.
2: What advice would you give to parents?
0: The biggest advice I would give to parents is to uh, learn CPR with rescue breath. Anytime there's a drowning, you have to provide the air. This is not a hands-only CPR situation. Air is what's going to save these victims. So CPR with rescue breathing is what parents need to know uh, when they have children. Second, never, ever uh, leave your child near water. Uh, You have to be watching them all the time. And if you can't physically be doing that as a parent, then you need to have somebody there as a water watcher. There has to be somebody watching the child at all time near any body of water. Um, You have to be vigilant with any body of water. So parents need to know that too. Toilets, bathtubs, buckets, kiddie pools. It's not just the swimming pools, the lakes and the oceans. It's anything. My Again, my daughter drowned in a, um, a foot and a half of water. So parents just need to be vigilant. I'm speaking with Yosina
2: Lisbeck, a mom who almost lost a child to drowning, and Nicole McNeil, president of the Prevent Drowning Foundation of San Diego. Nicole, why are swimming lessons important? Yeah, so
1: so many families we've learned, like Yosina, have experienced drowning, and there's such tragic impacts often. And the thing about drowning, it's completely preventable. So of course, we want to promote multiple layers of protection, as mentioned by Yosina. And when it comes to swimming lessons, so important, because swimming is a life skill. In a swimming lesson, you can learn fundamental safety and water competency skills. Swimming lessons, in fact, are supported by the CDC, UNICEF, the World Health Organization, and American Academy of Pediatrics as an important drowning prevention strategy. Also, we should look at swimming lessons when we think about equity So it's important for everyone to have this opportunity to learn how to swim, but currently that's not happening. And so, in fact, according to the CDC, 79% of children in households with incomes less than $50,000 have little to no swimming ability. And this includes 64% of African-American, 45% of Hispanic Latino, and 40% of Caucasian children. So this is alarming, and we need to bridge that gap. So in a swimming lesson, that's where everyone can learn those essential skills like treading water, floating on front and back, traveling with rhythmic breathing, changing directions, learning how to exit the water independently. And it's during swimming lessons where people are learning more about water safety education. We're learning about the importance of supervision. We're learning how to provide CPR with rescue breathing. We're learning about life jackets. These are such important skills and messages that are usually learned in swimming lessons. And
0: Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced.
1: Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game.
0: You have 47 new voicemails.
1: Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
2: Where can families learn how to swim? So, most
1: municipal pools and YMCAs do host swimming lessons, and there are also swim schools throughout San Diego. So, I definitely encourage everyone to contact your local pool and find out how to register. You can also contact the Prevent Drowning Foundation of San Diego to help point you in the right direction. Now I will say that unfortunately, it's not always easy to participate in swimming lessons and this is due to a national lifeguard and swim instructor shortage. So we are working on this and as more people learn how to swim, they'll be more prepared to become lifeguards and will better address this cycle. But it's a reality today. There is a significant need for more swimming lessons in the community. But even if you are challenged with finding a swimming lesson, families can still enjoy a day at the pool during recreation swim time and get some valuable tips from the lifeguards. So I would say go hang out at the pools as much as possible, whether it's in a class or during that public swim time. Make sure the children know only to go swimming with a parent or adult, and parents should be entering the water first. When it comes to practicing swim skills with your child, parents should be prepared to demonstrate every skill. One of the most important skills to start with, I would say, is blowing bubbles. And with swimming, it's all about logical skill progression. So first comes bubbles. Then children get comfortable putting their face in the water and blowing bubbles. And then they can put their head in the water and bob up and down with that rhythmic breathing and bubbles. Once they're comfortable putting their head in the water, they can learn how to float. And floating on the front, they should put their arms out and eyes down at the bottom of the pool, and remain in that very relaxed position. So then floats progress to glide, and then you can progress to gliding with kicks, and then you would add the arm strokes. So swimming skills should progress, again, one step at a time, and it's the same idea on the back. You want to float on your back with your arms out, and your head back, and your chin up, and remain in that very relaxed state, that relaxed body position. And after you can float on your back, then you would progress to the back glide, and then you would add the flutter kicks and the arms. And I would say that back float is one of the first and most important skills that everyone needs to learn. Once children can float on their back, make sure they know that that's what they need to do if they're ever in trouble in deep water. For me, it was one of the first things that my mom taught me, and it will always stick with me as a child. I'm so thankful for that valuable lesson. I knew that if I ever got tired or scared or needed help,
2: especially on the ocean, I knew I could just float on my back. And where can families learn about ocean safety?
1: So what needs to happen, water competency skills need to progress from beyond the pool and into open water and out into the ocean. So luckily, more and more ocean safety education is happening at pools and more and more outreach is happening at schools. So the lifebirds are our friends. Always check in with the lifeguard when you go to the beach. Make sure you're swimming in a safe area and know what the hazards are. Some great resources can be found for water safety at fdswimsafer.org. So you want to get as much knowledge as possible before even going to the beach. I would say rip currents are probably one of the biggest hazards at the ocean. You don't want to fight the current. You can swim parallel to the shore or flip, float, and follow. And what that means is basically to flip and float onto your back and just relax and follow that current. So those who are not strong swimmers really should not be swimming in the ocean. We need to practice swim skills at the pool, get competent, and then go to the beach. So again, bridging that gap between pools and open water swimming knowledge is super important. The San Diego Junior Lifeguard program is an excellent example of a program that introduces kids to open water activities and incorporates more safety education and water competency. So kids learn how to swim in the pools first. In order to get into that Junior Lifeguard Beach program, they must pass that water competency swim test. The more we can safely progress these kids from the pools to the beach, the safer we will be
2: as a community. What does the future look like for drowning prevention? I'm hopeful. I
1: see the future as having more swim instructors and lifeguards. I see more pop-up lessons happening and more senior citizens coming out to help teach swim lessons. So we are calling all retired lifeguards, retired teachers, retired military, anyone who really wants to give back and serve your community. To please contact your local pools, see how you can help. I see municipalities hiring more older staff members to help out with these school programs. So the good news is more and more of our elementary schools are getting on board with swimming lessons that are happening during school hours. And I think this is really one of the best ways we can address these equity challenges. If we can teach all kids how to swim at school. So hopefully we will have, future legislation that requires water safety education in school. And I hope that more high schools and colleges have lifeguard training and water safety instructor classes as part of their school curriculum. The more we can train lifeguards and swim instructors, the more we can teach people how to swim. And then things are going to be much safer. So we want to raise awareness. We want to get the message out. And the future really is about increasing access increasing access to swimming lessons and water competency programs, replicating and amplifying awesome programs that are already in existence, like the San Diego Junior Lifeguard program, and really bridging the gap between pools and open water swimming knowledge.
2: I've been speaking with Nicole McNeil, president of the Prevent Drowning Foundation of San Diego, and Yosina Lisbeck, a mom who almost lost a child to drowning. Is there anything else you want us to know?
0: I would like to the families to know that water is fun and it is a great recreational activity for your children and it's something that you should do together. I don't think there's a reason to be scared of the water as long as you are always making sure to watch your children and educate them and just be present with them and just have a great day especially here in San Diego, where we're surrounded by it.
1: And I can add on to that too. Swimming is so fun. It's a fun activity for the family. And once you learn how to swim, there are so many recreational opportunities available too for kids to participate in swim teams and water polo teams and go on to compete in high school and college. It presents job opportunities in the future. It's an incredible opportunity. Yes, you can be safer, by learning how to swim, and we want you to be as safe as possible, but we want you to have fun.
2: Thank you so much for talking with us today, and thank you for working to make our water activities a little bit safer.
1: Thank you.
0: You're very welcome.
2: We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Over here. Only at
1: T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for 25 bucks per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch.